Welcome to the Hands in Motion podcast, brought to you by the American Society of Hand Therapists. Here we will discuss all things upper extremity therapy, from assessment to treatment, the latest research, the patient experience, and other topics related to the field of upper extremity rehab. Learn more and subscribe today at ASHT.org. Welcome back to another episode of Hands in Motion. I'm really excited about today's guest and our topic for our third episode in our fellowship series. We are joined by my pediatric hand therapy colleague, Peggy Fawcett, who is an occupational therapist and certified hand therapist at Colorado Children's Hospital. They have recently developed a pediatric hand therapy fellowship with the intent of their first fellow starting this fall. She discusses the process of developing a fellowship, how she worked with her institution for financial and administrative support, the curriculum, and the various learning opportunities that the fellow will have. After hearing this episode, I know they will have an influx of applications. Well, welcome, Peggy. We really appreciate you being here with us. And why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you're at now, and maybe how you got to where you're at. Sure. Well, thanks for having me on tonight. I've really enjoyed watching, not watching, but I guess listening to your previous episodes with this podcast. So it's, it's an honor to be a guest tonight. So thanks for inviting me. I am currently an, I am an occupational therapist and a certified hand therapist in Colorado. I work for Children's Hospital Colorado, and I am the program coordinator for our pediatric hand therapy program. And how I got here is a little bit of a journey, but I started out in undergrad. I had no idea what occupational therapy was. And my sophomore year, I had a couple of friends that were getting into the occupational therapy program at our school, which I didn't even know that there was one. So I learned a little bit about it from them that year. And then the summer after my sophomore year, I ended up working at a camp for kids and adults with a variety of special needs, both physical and developmental. And that summer, I worked with a couple occupational therapists, and I just grew this love for what they did and who they were as people and just thought it was really neat. It made me want to learn more. So I came back and changed my major and ended up in exercise science, and I also did athletic training. So I started just totally different journey and finished out my undergraduate degree as an exercise science major and had this great background now foundational kind of thing for myself. I didn't even know about it at that point, but as an athletic trainer. And so I ended up getting into graduate school in occupational therapy and really enjoyed my program. I really enjoyed the hand aspect, the biomechanical aspect, which I think came from my foundation in athletic training and the splinting and orthosis options that we had and ended up my first job at a brain injury facility here in Colorado. And I was there for about four years. And during that time, I not only got to work and really learn about traumatic brain injury and the neurological aspect of rehabilitation after brain injuries, but a lot of my patients also had orthopedic trauma from their accidents. And so I worked alongside our hand surgeons for different operative procedures that might have to happen along those lines. And then after about four years out there, I ended up at Children's Hospital Colorado. And my first day 
I shared a desk with one of our pediatric hand therapists. And it was sort of meant to be how the stars align, so to speak, but she took me under her wings. And around the same time, we had a new hand surgeon at our hospital and his strategic plan or long-term goal for Children's Hospital Colorado was to be able to provide pediatric hand therapy services across all of our sites. So like many children's hospitals, we have multiple locations. We have our main hospital in the city, and then we have what we call network of care sites or kind of satellite locations around the front range. And the front range in Colorado is sort of the along the mountain, the plains where the mountains are and things. So we've got multiple locations where we provide therapy services. And so our department, our occupational therapy department kind of paired with the strategic plan of our orthopedic department and said, what do we need to do to get there? And so we started with developing a mentorship program and I was chosen to be the first mentor, which was or mentee, I guess. So that was a great opportunity for me. And for a year, I got to work two days a week with our hand therapists. And then I started building my own caseload at one of our satellite locations. And we had another therapist at the same time, another OT that was interested in something similar. And he kind of did something along the same lines. And the two of us together studied and became hand therapists down as we continued down that road. And so from there, our hand therapy program has continued to grow. We now have fluctuate, but anywhere between eight and 10 certified hand therapists on staff. And so we are now able to provide hand therapy services across all of our locations. And kind of with where that came from is that, and you might get to this Kara or Stephanie, but the we saw a trend or we see a trend within the hand surgery world where over the last 15, 20 years or so, our orthopedic hand doctors have started specializing more in pediatric hand surgery. And so we have hand surgeons at our hospital that just do pediatrics. That's the only thing they do. And as they were becoming more specialized in the peds world, they wanted to have the expertise in their therapist to be able to provide rehabilitative services to their patients. And so that's sort of where the push came for us as OTs and as hand therapists to specialize in peds. And obviously there's not a pediatric hand therapy certification or anything. So that falls under ASHC and our certified hand therapists, but we are all pediatric focused in what we do at children. So. Wow. That's really cool that you were kind of in the right place at the right time to, to learn, but then move your way up to now being coordinating over that program. So that's that's a really neat journey that you've been able to be on. So now looking back at that mentoring and our, I guess, reason for having you with us is part of our fellowship series. You have just recently developed a pediatric hand therapy fellowship at oh. Children's Hospital Colorado. So tell us a little bit about about that fellowship and what, how it came to be? Sure. So back again, 10 years ago, when our, we had our strategic plan and identified that one of the goals was to have hand therapy across all of our sites. I was thinking big also, and recognized that our hand surgeons have a pediatric hand surgery fellowship 
for the surgical fellows that come in. And so they spend six months of their fellowship, their surgical fellowship in our pediatric unit, working with patients and doing the surgical procedures and things along that line. So I thought there could be this really nice pairing of offering a pediatric hand therapy fellowship that would run alongside our hand surgery fellowship that is we are in partnership with the University of Colorado and their medical school and all of that. So that's sort of how the idea came about. And then as the last 10 years have gone by, I see and hear a lot more hospitals and I get requests all the time from both pediatric occupational therapists, as well as adult hand therapists that are looking for information about pediatric hand therapy and how they can learn more and what are some maybe courses they could take or things that we could help them, you know, could we do some consultation to help them and all those sorts of things. And so my colleagues and I see this need for, and an opportunity basically for us to start being able to train hand therapists, either people that are already in the adult world or pediatric OTs that want to learn more about hands to have this increased specialization. So that's sort of how the idea came about. And then we kind of have gone from there and developing it. So as we were trying to think about this fellowship and some other things that we kept in mind is that we have had a couple of our therapists that have gone through certificate programs and other fellowships outside of Children's Hospital Colorado. And so they have been a great help in us trying to decide what types of things do we want to use and what do we want that to look like? And I think there's been a lot, there's so many great fellowships and certificate programs and other things that are already out there in the adult world, but nothing specializes or focuses in peds. So that's been really a big part of what we've done too, is trying to look at what else is out there and how can we make ours unique and special, but still provide a really well-rounded education and opportunity for the fellow in the pediatric hand world. So Peggy, tell us a little bit about, I guess, the process from application or interviews, or what is the process of bringing on a fellow? Sure. So we have an application that we don't have living out there in the world. You'll contact me and I'll send it to you. But basically it talks about who you are and why you're interested in the fellowship and giving us some background into how you got to where you are now and what your kind of future goals are and how the fellowship will help you reach those goals. And then we also ask for a cover letter and a CV, a curriculum vitae, just kind of so we can see what the fellow has been up to up to this point. And then we also are asking for letters of recommendation. So if they are a newer grad, it'd be someone from potentially one of their level two rotations or a supervisor that they have. If it's someone that's been in the work field for a while, it could be you know, a manager, a coworker, somebody that can speak to your character, someone that can speak to your ability to be an amazing therapist, your clinical reasoning style, your leadership style, all of those kinds of things. And then they send that information to me. I put that into everybody has their own file. And then as a group, my hand therapy team, we're going to be using a systematic approach to 
go through all of those applications. And from there, we will identify a certain number that we want to interview. And then we will hopefully be able to bring them in person, but that really will be up to our hospital and where things are with our current pandemic. If it can't be in person, then we certainly will do a video interview. That will be a team type of a setting, different questions. And then from there, we will let the fellow know by the end of April is our goal that they have been chosen for the fellowship with the start date, August 1st. So hopefully that will give them time to maybe finish up where they are, make travel arrangements to come and move to Colorado if needed. And they would also need to get their state of Colorado occupational therapy license as well. So what were the steps in obtaining, actually developing the program? Like where did you, where did you start? I would have no concept even where to begin. (laughs) We're still in the process. We are technically a applicant, I think right now within AOTA. Mm -hmm. So AOTA, American Occupational Therapy Association has a fellowship program and they have different areas where you can focus your fellowship. And so they don't have a hand fellowship per se, but you can do like a rehabilitation type of fellowship, or you can do pediatric fellowship. And so many of the hand therapy fellowships that are adult focused fall under the rehabilitation route. Mm -hmm. And so we're kind of indifferent. We're kind of different because we might fall into both. So we had to kind of determine where does that fit within AOTA structure and how they have fellowships. We also had to get permission or support from our hospital because there are some fees involved through AOTA that you have to pay upfront and kind of to get their backing. And they do a lot of the paperwork process. They do the background work. And so they're going to make sure that we are meeting all the accreditation pieces that they have lined up in order for a fellowship to meet the needs and the expertise and the criteria that AOTA has laid out for that level of training, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. So we've worked, we had to go through their process. They have a really nice website that has all of the steps in place as to what you need to do. And we've worked with members at AOTA to help. And we've had multiple conversations and meetings and just to help us in that process. There's an application process with AOTA, a very lengthy, but certainly there's reasons for it as to all the things that you need to have in order before you can apply for candidacy to have a fellowship. So are there a certain amount of like a certain curriculum you need to follow or different opportunities, whether it's to shadow hand surgeons or clinicians or different observations in different areas? Is that all included? And what do you plan to offer? So as far as what AOTA requires, I think it actually is quite variable and different hospitals and organizations can create a fellowship that works well for them and what they want to be able to offer. We contacted several other fellowships across the country that are currently in, that are working, I guess, as as fellowships and interviewed them a little bit and spent some time asking questions about what they offer. And then when it came to ours, we had a couple things we wanted to look at. Like I mentioned before, we wanted it to kind of be in alignment with our hand surgery 
fellows and thought that was a really neat opportunity. So our fellowship kind of goes in the same calendar year as the hand surgery fellows. There will be opportunities to work with our hand surgeons. Our hand therapists at our hospital are involved in our many different types of multidisciplinary clinics, but a couple that are specific to the hand program will be our hand clinics. And then we also have brachial plexus clinic and burn clinic, epidermolosis bullosa, amputee clinic, and vascular malformation clinic. And so those are just some of the ones that the fellow will participate in. And then there will also be opportunities for observation in the OR during different surgical procedures, which will be really neat. And then the hand surgery fellows have a year round, they call it a hand conference. And so basically each week it's a topic for hand surgery. It's not just pediatric focus, it's adult and pediatric focus. Tonight, for example, there was a talk on congenital anomalies. And so it is designed for the orthopedic surgeon residents and fellows that are part of University of Colorado. But we as therapists are allowed and encouraged to participate in that. And then they also, the hand surgery fellows have a dissection lab, which involves uh, fresh limb cadaver dissection, and they simulate surgical interventions and things like that. So had there not been a snowstorm in Denver tonight, the lab was going to be practicing a pulsization for the hand surgery fellows. Mm -hmm. And so we have in this partnership with their program, the fellow will go and participate and observe in those lab dissection labs and things as well, which will be a really neat opportunity for them to be able to do. So how long is the fellowship going to be? That they get to do all those things in. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be one year. So it'll run from August 1st through the end of the following July. So July 30th, 31st. And we have developed different, what we're calling modules, which are basically our different topics of what we will cover in regards to our didactic content and our learning opportunities for the fellow as a therapy team and with conjunction with our hand surgeons and things, we've identified what topics we think will be beneficial. And that's kind of what has guided us in, I guess, creating the content of what we'll be sharing with a fellow while they're in our fellowship program. That sounds well, amazing. Um, yeah, yeah sorry. it's jam, it's jam packed, yeah. but I think some really <laughs> neat opportunities and a variety as well. You mentioned that that your facility or you have multiple clinics. We actually talked with a couple of fellows that had opportunities to be at different locations. Will the fellow be in one primary location throughout their year, or will they have opportunities to observe at some of your other outlying clinics? The fellow will rotate between mainly three of our, of our different facilities. And part of that is some of our therapists specialize in different areas. So for example, our burn program is based out of our main hospital, which is in Aurora. And so during the module where they will be working doing pediatric burn, then they'll primarily be at that location being inundated with everything regarding burn and in the therapy with that. So It'll depend upon the module and what the topic is for that module, where they will be located, mainly for the month. So they're kind of each month is a different module, and that's how they will rotate. So I want to ask a logistics question just for that person who might even be interested in this fellowship. So compensation for fellows, since they are there a year, 
was that something that you had to discuss with your hospital compensation for the fellow? Were there other benefits that were involved? I've heard different fellowships offer different things. What was that discussion like with your facility administration and what will that look like for your fellows? Well, luckily we have our physical therapy counterparts that have already put together residencies for various programs within our hospital. So nothing within the hand therapy world, but for other pieces within physical therapy. And so they've sort of laid that framework for us, which is really nice to have those conversations. And the OT and PT department and our therapy service line is really in support of continuing education and these kinds of opportunities. So it wasn't a hard discussion as far as like a battle I had to to address or anything. (laughs) They seem to be pretty on board and we're excited about the opportunity to be able to offer this. And so the fellow will be hired by Children's Hospital. So you, the fellow will be an employee and therefore will be paid a salary for the year. It is, and this is through HR, so I'm not hundred percent exactly how yeah. all of that works out, but it isn't quite a full, like a entry-level hand therapist, a little bit under that in regards to the payment, but mm-hmm. there will also be benefits that will be the fellow will be able to receive during the time that they are here. So it's pretty nice because they will be compensated for the time that they're here. And they also will be receiving health and dental and all the benefits that they would need like a a normal in a normal job situation. That's nice that your facility is able to offer that, especially for a full year that can sometimes deter people from applying if they don't have that opportunity because not everyone has the availability to just quit their job or start fresh and not have not have that so that's you're very fortunate that your facility allows that so as you are looking for fellows to apply or therapists to apply for this what are you looking for in an applicant what's your ideal candidate so That's a good question. And I think the biggest thing is someone that's excited and eager to learn and to grow as a therapist, someone that really has a passion for kids and wants to learn and and see what opportunities we have. You know, we see kids from brand new babies all the way through young adult within our facility. So that has an interest and a love for working with kids. And then, I mean, ideally, we would love to have someone that has both a little bit of a background in pediatrics, not necessarily OT pediatrics, but maybe you were a camp counselor or maybe you were a nanny or something where you are showing that you have an interest in your ability to interact and be playful and have fun with kids. And then also the ideal person would be someone that has at least a level two or a, some type of a background in hand therapy. So we want to see that there's a foundational kind of base level introduction to that and has some desires, shows that they've given themselves some opportunities to seek that out in the past. And then we're going to be able to really build on those two pieces to develop into hopefully a really great well-rounded opportunity in the world of pediatric hand therapy. This question is probably really out of context because I probably could have asked it a little bit ago, but so you, if you have a fellowship that accepts, do you have housing for them or will they have to find their own apartment or how does that work? So that's a good question. We don't have housing per se. 
because we have the residencies already in place with our physical therapists, I think part of what some of them do is they find a, an apartment to rent for the year. You know, we can give some suggestions, certainly. And being that this is our first time, I think we'll probably come about with how to support that question as we hire that fellow, our first fellow, and help put them to ease with good central locations since they will be traveling to several different sites. So yeah, I think we don't supply it, but we Mm -hmm. would be able to help with facilitating maybe a good location or place to to find a, a safe place to live while they're here. So as you've developed this fellowship, what would you say has been your biggest challenge from start to anticipating a fellow this year? What has been your biggest challenge so far? I think in developing the content and knowing that we have one year to share a very large amount of information (laughs) with a person, what are those key components that we really want to take, we want them to take home? In addition to as ham therapists, there's a level of, you know, what's the ultimate goal? And we've asked that several times is the ultimate goal to prepare this fellow to be able to sit for the CHT exam is the ultimate goal to prepare someone to take a job at a pediatric hospital as a, you know, pediatric OT that specializes in hands. Is it, there's lots of if it's this, then we might focus a little more this direction. If it's this, we might focus this direction. And Kara, as a pediatric hand therapist, you know that there's certainly things that we don't see in the adult world that is definitely in the more adult hand therapists, things that are more commonly seen there. And yet we can't provide that training in this Mm -hmm. fellowship. And so we also recognize that there's going to be holes that if the fellow is interested in sitting for the CHT exam, we want to do our best job to give them a well-rounded hand therapy fellowship, but it really is specializing in the peds and then potentially give them resources or point them in the right direction to be able to fill those holes that they aren't going to have the experience in, in the adult world. So that would be one of my challenges is just trying to figure out how to give the most information, but the best information to create a well-rounded pediatric hand therapist. Sure. Yeah. I can imagine trying to, if the goal is to get them toward the CHT exam, when the CHT exam is what, 95% adult bent that way, that 5% that you're teaching them might not fully get them there. But I think there's also a good foundation of of hand therapy in your fellowship, it sounds like, and great exposure. I will say one thing that during my fellowship years ago that I had the opportunity, my, the staff there knew that I was interested. I was at an adult hand therapy clinic, but they knew that I had an interest in peds and was able to go spend some time at a, a pediatric hospital with a pediatric hand surgeon. So would there be opportunities for the fellow maybe to go observe like on a planned day to go to an adult clinic or be with an adult surgeon and observe there for those opportunities? Is there time in that busy schedule for any of that or an opportunity? Or is that something that y'all have considered? Yes, definitely. So 
with our partnership at University Colorado Medical Center, they have their adult clinics and things. And one of our pediatric hand surgeons also works in the adult world. So there would be an opportunity potentially to create that for them if it's something that was interested, they were interested in. So I think there, there's structure to the fellowship, but there's also flexibility based upon what the interests are of the fellow. So you told us your biggest challenge so far. What are you looking forward to the most about having a fellow potentially start this, I guess, end of summer, early fall? Yes. I'll try not to get emotional because I love talking about what we do, (laughs) but you know, I, I so love our world of pediatric hand therapy and, you know, being able to see from these brand new babies and these parents that are just overwhelmed with the world as their little one has been born with a congenital upper limb difference or a congenital anomaly that they maybe were aware of, or maybe this is a surprise to them and being able to walk with them through that journey and helping them to maybe grieve a loss that wasn't, you know, this isn't how they wanted it to be, but also see the beauty and the potential and the excitement Mm -hmm. that their life can bring and will bring to the world, which is really great. And then all the way up to our burn program is so fascinating and amazing. And we do such really top-notch work within that program. And our brachial plexus program is is just amazing. And we do stuff in our NICU and we do stuff with our kids with EB, epidermalosis bullosa. And we do our sports program and our sports medicine center and working with our athletes and all of the orthopedic types of patients that we see, both trauma and all sorts of orthopedic injuries that you would see also in the adult world. There just may be differences within a pediatric patient and how we might initially treat them or how their bones are still growing and developing and all those kinds of things to incorporating normal and abnormal development into what we do. So, you know, I was working with a little friend the other day and the child was having some difficulty staying focused on what we had to do. So next thing you know, I pull out a piece of paper and we make a picture schedule. I add stickers to it and this kid is on board and they're very focused <laughs> on what we were going to do. And we got through the end of the session, which is great. And so I think in answering your question, I kind of am rambling, but there's so much amazing joy and the things that we get to experience through play and through interacting in the world with these little kids, imagination and creativity and all of that, that for me is really at the heart of occupational therapy and being able to really bring to life function and and their ability to use their, their upper extremities to do everything that they want to do in their world and to be exposed and share that with the fellow, with the experts that we have at our hospital. I'm just so excited about that and for the opportunity that they get to undergo. And I wish that I could have had that, you know, in a way I did in a different way, but it's just such a neat, neat thing. And, you know, I'm excited that we have the means to be able to do it. And I'm also excited that hopefully this will open door for other children's hospitals because we have one fellow. (laughs) We get to have one person. I wish we could hire more, but we get to have one a year. And so how awesome would it be if more pediatric hand therapy clinics and hospitals and things were able to also start fellowships similar or maybe different? You know, we, we don't have a huge opportunity for research at our hospital, but I know that 
and I shouldn't say that we do have it at our hospital, but our therapists aren't as involved in research as much as I would like us to be. But I know that there's other programs that have a, a big research component. And so how cool would that be to have a fellowship, a pediatric hand therapy fellowship that had a little bit more of that in it? And there will be so many differences you know, based upon what facility has it and how they're developing it. But I'm just excited for just to see how it all comes together and just for the experiences that they're going to have. So, yeah, y'all are trailblazers and I'm excited as a peds therapist, I'm excited to see this come to fruition for y'all. And I think even just what you mentioned earlier, I think I'm, what I'm excited about for your fellow is that opportunity. Like you said, we do see these kids from, a few days old into adulthood sometimes and getting to experience that I'm excited for your fellow to teach that because you, you don't see that typically in an adult clinic and that's not something that you can teach in a classroom either. And that experience that they're going to gain. So I'm, I'm excited for your fellow for that. And I'm excited to see how this will influence other pediatric hand therapy clinics across the country too. So I appreciate y'all doing this and stepping forward to, to educate this new generation of pediatric hand therapists. So we're excited to see, and you are currently accepting applications. Is that correct? Yes. So our application window opened January 15th, 2022. And we will have it open until March 15th, 2022. And we have a link to our Pediatric Hand Therapy Fellowship website on the Children's Hospital Colorado website. So if you had someone that was interested, they could search the Children's Hospital Colorado website and then put in the Pediatric Hand Therapy Fellowship. And that should bring you to my information. And then I can share the fellowship application and such with, with the person that's interested. Great. Well, we might add that also to our show notes so that people can easily access that. So, well, Peggy, thank you so much for being with us. I am so excited. I've already said this, but I'm really excited to see this kick off this year and be in touch with you to hear how things are going and all that your fellow is learning and and what you're learning too. I think that's part of it as well Is it sounds like your organization has learned something in the process. You obviously have had your PT counterparts to bounce ideas off of, but this is something totally new. It's totally new for for everyone because it is the first pediatric hand therapy fellowship. So I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. So we really appreciate you being here and sharing yeah, your wisdom. You. So. Thanks so much for joining us. Yes, I'm I'm honored to be asked to join you guys. So thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Hands in Motion brought to you by the American Society of Hand Therapists. You can listen on the ASHT website and or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple, Google, Abenzad Music, and Spotify. Once subscribed, please rate and review the podcast to help us reach new listeners and to continue offering valuable, relevant content. You've been listening to Hands in Motion brought to you by the American Society of Hand Therapists. To learn more about ASHT and to subscribe to the show, please visit ASHT.org. We'll see you next time on the Hands in Motion podcast. Hands in Motion.